Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 22. In this episode, Dine Peace recaps her time in Mexico City. Flan jumps on the mic to talk about his trip to New York. We got the juicy bits, including the secret behind Chipotle's guac, a wing theme sauce on you, and more. Episode 22. We're back, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Hype Feast. We missed y'all. We back. <laughs> this is Dine Peace. This is Chavid. Welcome to episode 22. Glad to be back. It's been a long time. It's been a while, but you know. I mean, we, we were still posting stories and stuff. We just needed some self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with self-care. We still ate stuff, so we can still talk about it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> So shout out to Sylvia Chang from Asian Art Museum. Yo. We, we had a great event. and uh, Flan's hyphy set at the end. Had so much fun uh, collaborating it and, and feel really blessed to be a part of it. That was a great event. It was so fun. You recently ate something really cool that actually I randomly talked to another friend about. Yeah. And like, wait, we know that's Yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> I want to keep it just a little vague just because I don't want to blow it too much up. So if you slide through the DMs, maybe I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> Or, AKA um, Jordan just... wants you to slide through his DMs. No, the, the pod count DM. And then I'll take you and we can go eat there. I'll just give the first initial. Shout out to Chef E. He does an Egyptian truck in my area. I was blown away by this meal. It was ridiculously cheap. Before even saying anything, when I roll up to the truck, he just hands me a bowl of soup, like on some really hospitable stuff. And he's like, have a seat. And then like, I got a pita wrap with just shawarma in it. I saw that. What he kind had... of meat? It was like the beef and lamb mix. Okay. As he kind of turned away, I was like, wait, I kind of want to try the chicken too. It's first time. He's like, can I have chicken too? He's like, I'm the boss. And I'm like, <laughs> and I say you can. That's a boss ass statement. <laughs> yeah. But not only does it give me the wrap, he gives me like all these mezzes he made just because you can tell the dude's been in kitchens and cooking forever, but he just likes making stuff. Uh-huh. So he gave me like this potato thing, lentils, rice, pickled radish, grits with like Egyptian seasonings in them uh-huh. and a corn on the cob and a falafel ball for Whoa. like 10 bucks. That's insane. And I noticed he fills up everybody because all the regulars are coming back up and asking for to-goes. So I like put it upon myself to finish it. I was actually on my way riding to go eat somewhere else and I saw this on the way and I stopped. So, oh, so it, okay. I went it home. wasn't part of your plan. It wasn't part of my plan. So I just went home and took a nap after that <laughs> instead of riding my bike. <laughs> So shout out I forget, to like we were huh? trying to get you to come hang out or something. You're like, nah, I can't. Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had some unforeseen things come up. <laughs> shout out to Chef E for making that happen. I noticed, yeah, again, everyone around that was eating with me were all regulars. I will now be one of those. Nice. I want to try the other things he has. He has like a beef Can lip. you say, is he always at that spot? I think on Saturdays, yes. Okay. The thing is, I've seen it around my neighborhood other days, but I've never given too much thought to stop there. Gotcha. But I'm glad I finally did because now I'm a devoted fan. And um, I haven't been like that wild with a food experience, including with hospitality in like a very long time. That's awesome. So shout out to Chef E. Yeah, Egyptian food should get more on the map. For listeners, what would you say? Because I really don't know what Egyptian food is. What is it comparable to? Well, I mean, like a lot of other Mediterranean foods that are around, mm-hmm. like a lot of cuisines when they have to come to America, they get generalized. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell from what he does, you know, because he is Egyptian, he starts with that. But I think he kind of puts his own personal twists on it. Gotcha. For like example, falafel is usually made with chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Egyptian falafels made with fava beans. Oh. But just take care to detail. Like even the radishes, he made sure he pickled them first before he put them on my plate. And even the sides, like grits is not Egyptian, but he like spiced it with Egyptian seasonings. Nice, and he was nice. even like excited about it. Like other people, he's like, guess what that is? Can you guess what that is? Oh, I love that. Yeah, he, he, he was super hyped he's about truly it. truly passionate of his craft. That's yeah, awesome. and um, I was blown away. So yeah, shout out to Chef E. <laughs> Ask me nicely, I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> oh my God. Man, like seriously, why are all my food heroes passing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Since we last recorded, um, so Jonathan Gold has passed away. Yeah. And so is Joel Rubichon. And for me, Joel Rubichon is the most important chef for me at the beginning of me. Like when I started being more familiar with food and being more interested into it. He, for a long time, was my favorite. Well, I think he he pushed the envelope, and a lot of the greats now all came from kind of his learnings. He was, what, considered the father of Nouveau Cuisine? Dubbed Chef of the Century. Oh, yeah, the most Michelin star in history, too. He had like 32 or yeah. something like that. No, I unfortunately never got to eat his food, but I was very familiar with him on television and his, his kind of practice, and... He's going to be greatly missed, him and Jonathan Gold. So it just reminds you, go eat with folks that you care about, y'all, because you don't know how long you got. Yeah, and it seemed like, I mean, Jonathan Gold was pretty sudden. Um, I did, you know, read up a lot on Joel Rubichon after, and and I did read that, you know, he retired a while back so he can spend more time with his family. So I was really glad to read that he was able to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because restaurant life is hard. It's hard to have a family and to be available for your loved ones because you are working at the times when everyone else is free. 
To this day, um, this dessert from Le Tillier is my all-time favorite. And this pom puree, man, stick of butter. Yeah, <laughs> this whole stick that of ratio. So good. So again, <laughs> it's a sliding scale for sure on the butter yeah. for that. that so again, go eat with folks that you care about because that's all that, that's some of the, one of the most important things you could do. Ugh. But aside from that, we did go eat stuff because we all care about each other. <laughs> yes, we were very lucky and blessed to uh, be invited to attend Lamb Jam this year. I didn't know about it until Safina was on our about show. It. Yeah, yeah. Talked about it. So the was... name sounded like a pun, which I love. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Aaron of Tasty Creative for um, allowing us to show up. What I liked about this event, it was it was very small and intimate. Nothing was overcrowded. Nothing was overcrowded. A lot of attention to detail. Great, great local vendors that showed up and you know gave away nice things. Um, I did appreciate that the rooms were separated by cuisine. Yeah, I thought it still should have maybe been maybe separated in other ways which they can probably explore later too. But I think for the template that they were working with, it was a good balance. I think it makes sense to like try, you know, all the dishes from the different chefs in their same family, quote yeah. unquote. So for know? the listeners, it was a lamb cooking competition with 12 competitors across three different categories. I think it was Asian, Mediterranean, Latin, and uh, what was the last one? Excuse me at the moment. But they were, I mean, they were all kind of like fusiony enough where they kind of yeah. bled together in a good way. We had a lot of favorites. The recap should be up by the time this comes out. So mm -hmm. you can also see our story recap from when we went. Always nice to see familiar faces. Yeah, you know? a lot of friends of the show there. A lot there. of friends of the show there. Yeah, Flan and I were dead the last part. You took the story. We were just so full. <laughs> but no, it was a lot of fun. I haven't enjoyed a food event like that in a long time. For the people that have never been before, definitely, you know, put it on your calendar next year. and Take advantage of it. It's not that expensive to go, but no. it's a great experience and a great event. We will probably um, definitely be back. I know a lot of people maybe aren't too keen on lamb because of like the gaminess, but I, I love it. See what these people who are at the top of their game doing with it. Yeah. Speaking about the gaminess. <laughs> yeah, See, for sure. People on top of their game see what they can achieve. So shout out to Francis Pinot Heritage for taking it home yep. and all of his team. I mean, he did what was it? It was a lamb adobo empanada, yep. which is a spin on the usual beef empanada he does. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Best of show, Critics' Choice, and best in the Asian category. Yeah, It was a tough competition. Like, I had trouble voting. Yeah, I had trouble voting too. I think we were all pretty in agreement on like, the, like the, our faves. Like our, the, our top three. Three or four, yeah. But it was it was tough. In a good way. Like, I love that it was hard. If it was obvious, it wouldn't be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, the open bar was nice, too. Hey, that's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got really excited because what I thought was Aperol Spritz, and was you know how much I love Aperol Spritz. Baby. Baby. <laughs> it was actually uh, Negroni, which, which I'm not the, mad at all. Yeah. I'm not mad at that either. I love a good I'm, Negroni I'm, as I'm well. I'm into Negronis right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sean of Good Company Radio, Mr. Velvet Negroni. <laughs> uh, happy belated birthday to him as well. Happy belated, Sean. And shout out to uh, Good Company Radio because they're back up on their cadence too because we, they were kind of sad on their show a couple of shows ago that we caught up to them. Oh, really? But they're ahead of us again because we took because then we took a break. <laughs> oh, so wow. uh, the race continues. Hi, Jazz. Hi, Vinny. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, use your government. <laughs> Didn't stop for you. Oh, you man, kept it no. moving after. Yeah. So since we last talked, I, I did go to Mexico City again. I'm going to keep it really short because, you know, we've talked about it before. But this time I ate way more taquitos. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed life. that. We found this lady that was like pretty close to our hotel and they were fire. They were yeah. freshly made taquitos. Did you do primarily a, a certain filling this time or did you switch it up? It was always pork. The oh, okay. Options. There was just one taquito. There wasn't like flavors. Okay. Was it more like a carnitas type of pork? Or yes. Was, okay. Yes. It was so good. And then that lady, I don't, I, I don't remember her name. Well, it might be good that way. Keep it keep, yeah. it keep it on the low. But I tried something I never had before. It's called a pambazo. And it was a chorizo potato, basically torta. Oh, with, uh, and then they dipped the bread in this chili sauce and then they grilled the bread. Oh, while the sauce is on it. So yes. does it kind of like sear the sauce in? Mm -hmm. Oh man. I've it seen was... like plays on that in like minute ways around here, but probably not to the full extent like that. That sounds amazing. But I was definitely inebriated during these times. And so <laughs> these times. <laughs> these these times. And um we bought a lot of food. So that pambazo, we couldn't finish it, but we saved it and then I regrilled it the next morning for breakfast. Oh, pro so tips. <laughs> Secret so, so secret good. Mexico City pro tips from Dime Peace. Um, thanks to Miguel. He hooked it up with a really great list of um, food yeah. in Mexico City. I mean, he's City. the El Pastor Poppy. He's yeah, got to yeah. know. 
So I got to do that. Um, also, shout out and congrats to him on him opening up lately oh, yeah, too. He seemed sure. to be very popular. Out, it seems like every day. Yeah, I haven't even had time to make it down there yet. Right, I gotta, yeah. I gotta I wait need, for these lines to die down. I man. need to go. I need to go. Planned meals was um, Maximo Bistro because of Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. That um, dude's story is incredible. Such a cool story. Quintana- go watch those if you haven't. Quintanelle because uh, they are number eleven of top fifty, and then uh, Puyol, which again, again, yeah. <laughs> and you, I remember you weren't even 15. like that, you weren't even like that hyped at first. You're like, I don't even want to go again anymore. But then you're like, okay, it was still hella good. Yeah, I mean, because my two friends didn't haven't been before, so I was down to go. Um, I definitely want to try. So okay. I'm going to go in order of faves. Quintanelle's going to be number three for me. I thought the food was really innovative. The space was just all right. Mm-hmm. And service was cool. But I'm always going to be down to try things. But, I, you know, ultimately, I don't want to eat bugs. I'm still down. I, I, I yeah. ate it. It okay. was great. Yeah, yeah. Eating larva really fucked with my head. <laughs> Honestly, I can say I just swallowed it to get rid of it. Oh. But my friend Diana, who is Mexican, she was like, fuck this. I'm Mexican. I can say no to this. <laughs> <laughs> In the right, the right language or something? No, just no, like, still no just, in just English. More like, she was just like, I don't want to read the menu because she's like, I will. She didn't want to embarrass herself and cause a scene and freak out if she was like, I cannot eat this dish. Oh. Quintanelle, great, but it's not my favorite. Maximo Bistro, probably my number two. Pujol took the crown this time. Pujol still. Okay. It's still my favorite. For me, dining is more than just the food. It's the whole experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think, you know, with being rated top 50 and then all the Michelin stars that all comes... Um, you know, as a big part of it. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but you know, when I made the reservation, I added a line like, can't wait to dine here again. Again, that key word. Yeah. And so they definitely uh, sent some extras over um, from the taco tasting, the taco avocado. Did you stamp my rewards card from last time? (laughs) I'm trying to get those 10 stamps. And the nice part is there's three of us this time. And so uh, we got three different variations of some of the courses. And I did remember like from my first time to like not go with the cheat code and get like the lobster, whatever, Yeah, you've whatever, had whatever. that experience now. Cool. But yeah. Puyol still my favorite. And I thought it was really neat to go with my friend Diana who speaks Spanish and uh, not that people don't speak English there. Yeah, yeah. But you know. They I'll appreciate be- the effort. I, for us, it's not our language native either. Like when I went to Barcelona with Post... You know, they noticed us trying to effort as well, even though ours was very bad. I felt like it was more like, you know, she was able to talk to people to get like insider tips. Mm -hmm. And then things I would have never thought to order with food because I don't know what it means, I guess. She ordered and I was like, whoa, I would never think to. It was like kind of like a pearl onion that was roasted so much that it was sweet. And and it was just like pierced with toothpicks. And you eat that with um, Alpastar tacos. And that was so That makes good. perfect sense. But I've never seen it anywhere else oh, before, wow. you know? Well, you had that somewhere else, not at Pujol. No, no, yeah, that was at um, Tizoncito. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully I'll be there for you for your third time. <laughs> yes, I will go back. I love Mexico mm-hmm. City. <laughs> but uh, now we'll try something kind of different. Switching from Mexico City to another city. Partially why we've been out is uh, Flan went on a little trip, and uh, he's actually going to talk to y'all like on a mic for once this time. Yeah, not in the background. <laughs> yeah, yelling at us. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, oh, man. Oh, shit. First time, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Flan. Tell us about where you've been on our break. I just got back from New York City. It was for DJ Incognito's Gentleman's Party. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> a gentleman excursion to New been York City. Been a band since Shaden Staples days. New York. There's so much great food, so much great culture. There's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to keep it brief. Not too brief because we want to salivate still. I want some explanation to some of the stories you posted because they looked amazing. All right. So let's start with just three highlights. Okay. okay. I mean, I can do that. I, I'm not going to talk about pizza. Scars pizza in Chinatown. Okay. Easy. <laughs> Wait, Manhattan, what? Chinatown though. Not yes, Queens. Okay. Yes, yes. Dead, dead, dead. Not going to talk about breakfast sandwiches, Frankel's in Greenpoint. Was that the chopped cheese when you got out? When no, you're a no, Rucker? No, that's a. Uh, I'm gonna get to that. Okay. okay. I have a rough idea of where your highlights are gonna be. I was just trying to play Battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankel's is uh, the Holy Ghost guys. They opened up a Jewish delicatessen in Greenpoint, and their breakfast sandwiches are pretty fantastic. So, mm. yeah. So let's start with the chopped cheese. A lot of internet hype. A lot of internet buzz. A lot of vi- yeah. A lot of viralness. A lot of like, virality. I didn't, I didn't know anything about this chopped cheese. So yeah, I mean it's a hood classic. Okay. Um, out of necessity. Out of necessity. It's just something you get at the deli when you're hella drunk. It's actually a pretty good hangover food, yeah. too. Um, I mean, a shameful hangover food. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, in, in it's it's kind of like your next day burrito. Yeah. Can we real quick, why were you so hungover, Flan? I mean, the gentleman's excursion. <laughs> <laughs> What happens on the gentleman's excursion stays no, on the gentleman. No, but also because you DJed some really dope events. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was before that, though, right? 
Uh, it was. I got in uh, on a Tuesday just to give myself a little time to explore during the weekend. And Incognito was getting in early too. So we got to just kind of play it low key until all the shenanigans happened. But uh, shouts out to my people at FOMO Party, DJ Tap 10, Darling Chuck, the Yellow Arkell. They throw this amazing party at Friends and Lovers in Brooklyn every last Friday, I think. Yeah. Just a great venue. Uh, it took me a while to adjust to partying till 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Those two hours make a big difference. It does. And it does make a difference when you're behind the decks, too. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Like, what time would you, would you go on? Like, super late? I, I think I went on around, like, midnight. Like, the party didn't even start till yeah, like midnight, yeah. you know? That's yeah. what I was going to um, ask. Like, parties, I don't think parties start yeah, till, like... Yeah, I was there for setup. I got into the venue around, like, 10 or 10-ish. Okay. As then, you are normal, normally a punctual yeah, fellow. I, yeah, I like getting to gigs early just to, like, kind of just... Feel it out. Yeah, feel out the room and everything like that. Once the room got filled up, I kind of lost track of time. <laughs> 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 uh, and, uh, you know, I, I did my thing. I'm not too sure what time I went up, but... The hosts were very accommodating. And then the next day, I got to play at Makosa, Brooklyn. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. It's, it's just... As heard of on Jesus and Mero. <laughs> <laughs> As heard of on Jesus and Mero. Shouts to uh, DJ Shinobi Shah, One Way Possible from out here in Oakland. And of course, DJ Tara. Just a great party, great vibe. It's actually a... A day party element I've been trying to capture, you know, back here. This oh, I've seen side. it. I've seen that quest. Happen yeah, a lot. yeah, and um, just a diverse group of people. They had food. I was asking one because they were. He was explaining about like you know venue issues about the party, and he was like, "Yeah, the only requirements is it's got to be outdoors, and we got to be able to have food." Yeah, our wicked lady in Brooklyn. Uh, it fulfilled it. Right around the corner from Roberta's, uh, which is also good pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's start with the chopped cheese. Okay. Chopped cheese, hood classic. I did not make it out to Haji's, which is the, the original, yeah, yeah. the birthplace of the chopped cheese. It's, in it's the place I've heard of the most when I hear this dish as well. Yeah, yeah. But I was staying out in Harlem, shouts to Ashley, five blocks away from Rucker Park. Holy ground. That is the world's most famous basketball court. Like, I'm a hoop head. Love basketball, and I had to make a pilgrimage on the way there. I was like, all right, let me get a chopped cheese. So I walked to the nearest deli, uh, or excuse or me, bodega. bodega. <laughs> Sorry, guys, bodega. I walked to the stove. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> picked up uh, a chopped cheese, grilled onions, peppers, served on a hoagie, headed down to Rucker Park just to watch some kids hoop. And it's pretty good. I yeah. would say it's better than a Philly cheese. I well, I'm not that impressed with Philly cheese to begin with. Well, fundamentally, too, yeah. why I would agree with you is because um, I know there's more of like a mayo-y, creamy element with the chopped cheese. It looked like from your photo. There is. There and is. I'm more of a fan of that balance. I feel like cheese steaks are a little more one-noted. So what it is, they actually take a hamburger patty. Yeah, so yeah. it's a frozen disc, like mm -hmm. a uh -huh. hamburger patty. Again, the necessity thing. They from, chop yeah. it up on the grill, and they melt the American cheese on it. And then they have your lettuce, tomatoes, grilled onions and peppers. But when the melty cheese mixed with the mayo, you get this like real it's like nice a, it's cream like, layer. It's like a bechamel almost. Almost. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's different from a burger because the cheese gets inside the grooves of the chopped say, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Say there's more there's more crevices there. Yeah. They, I mean, like it's just chopped up burger pieces. Mm -hmm. And okay. so it just kind of mingles into this warm like the wax paper is just clear. <laughs> you know, don't drenched. And, and we had chopped cheeses out in Brooklyn, too. Not the same. Not the same. Okay. The bread was too good. Bread uh, was like the nice bread. The Brooklyn was too nice. Yeah, the was bread too was too nice. gentrified. Yeah. I like Brooklyn usually. Yeah. yeah. The chopped cheeses in Greenpoint. Would not recommend. Well, Whole Foods has them now, so I mean, that's a yeah. good indicator. Stay uptown or go to the Bronx if you want that good chopped cheese. Speaking of the Bronx... Item number two. Yeah. Cuchifrito. This is actually the one. What is it? This is the one I'm most excited to hear about. When Incognito got into town, we went to the Bronx. Be excellent. Went to uh, 188 Cuchifritos. And um, Cuchifritos are Puerto Rican fried pork goodness. Right? <laughs> okay. All the pieces, right? All the pieces. So traditionally, they're fried. This place, their specialty actually stews them. So stewed first and then fried? No, no. Just no. stewed. Just gotcha. stewed. Which okay. I feel like could be great because if you have it with other fried stuff, you get this amazing textural play of soft yeah, and, yeah. and crunchy. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so me and Incognito, we just split a cuchifritos plate and a mofongo plate. Oh, okay. man. And the cuchifritos, you had your tail, your ears, your snout. Oh. Honestly, I didn't know what I was eating. 
but it was at that delicious. point it doesn't really matter right and morcia the blood sausage yeah served with a side of plantains mm. and it Wait, was also a side of plantains or that was or that was separate from the mofongo it came with the cuchifrito split oh but then you also got the mofongo as well which is fried mashed up plantains also with other goodies in it. The cuchifritos plate comes with plantains. And we also got an apicuria on the side too, which is like a, like a doughy empanada. I'm so jealous right yeah. now. But we got the mofongo. The mofongo was ridiculous. So mofongo is the fried plantains mashed in a mortar pestle and mixed with, you know, salt, oil, garlic, and chitronis. Mm -hmm. And they serve so it with, right um, they serve it with like a gravy, oh, okay. like a sauce. That you used to like kind of because your mofongo can be a little dry because mm -hmm. it's makes it's sense. hella starchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porky. So you use the gravy to like, you know, kind of give it a little flavor. You eat it with uh, tomatoes and lettuce to brighten it up a little. Brighten, <laughs> brighten up this to, dish. To healthify, healthify it. Uh, both. <laughs> False, both falsely healthify it. Both dishes were pretty amazing. I had a tamarind juice and I was in. Tamarindo? Yeah, I was I was uh, I was in heaven. I was telling the guy like, man, this just tastes like Filipino food. He's like, really? I've never had. I was like, mm -hmm. if you like this, you would enjoy Filipino food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember your uh, messages to us during that time. You're like, bro, I can't move right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the stupid thing is, after that, we went to Arthur Ave, which is the real little Italy. But you know, that's another story for another time. Okay. <laughs> and we made it to the Met that day. So. Oh Fun yeah, times. and you had to dump. A burrito. I, I had to throw away pizza. Oh, pizza. pizza yeah. Pizza. Not a burrito. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Please. Please. Hello. This is not San Francisco. Californians at this table. And then so the third item. I think I, I know. I think I might know what it is. I went to New York looking for a transformative experience. Okay. And I found it in lamb noodle soup. If you ever go to New York, make sure you save some time for Flushing Queens. There's this uh, place called the Golden Mall. The Golden Mall, okay. And there's two entrances. There's a basement level. It leads to like a food court with like dumplings and homemade noodles and stuff like, or hand-pulled noodles and stuff like that. There's an upstairs level where there's like a Chinese barbecue place in front. And then it looks like law offices. There's oh, a hairdresser. Really? Okay. But if you go to the very back. Oh, that always sounds a, like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. If you go to the very back, there's a sign in Chinese that says, oh, I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> but in English, it says lamb noodle soup. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wait, does it have the Chinese lettering and it says that underneath? Like or? very small? Yeah. It's probably smaller. Yeah, it's very small. And like, it looks like they added the English. Like later. On another sign and taped it to the <laughs> Oh, perfect. The I, would not, I would not have want to have it any other way. Yeah. Was this an organic discovery? Or was this a recommendation? I did my research. Okay. I did my research. So and uh, okay. yeah, so I, I mean, I did see it on the tubes of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it was premedicated. Discovery. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Mm. Was this research before going, or is this while you were already there and you were like, "I need, a, I need something else. I need to try something else." I've been on my noodle soup kick for yes. a good year now. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask any of the homies. It's like, hey, let's get noodles. You know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted, I wanted a life changing noodle experience, and I found it in this place called Lamb Noodle Soup. Lamb Noodle Soup. Uh, I'll go inside. Uh, the woman, she does not speak English. Maybe she does and she's just hiding like it. She's hiding it. Cards. So you went multiple times. No, I, right? I just went once. Oh, okay. But I tried different noodles. Yeah, spots, okay. That's, that's, that's where I was confused. This, was, this, this is, is the, the one. one. Did she serve more than just the Lamb Noodle Soup? I don't know because nothing was... <laughs> 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 I did see like, I did see other people get like chicken feet and I was like, I'm good off the chicken. I, I, I came here for one thing. So yeah, I go yeah. up and I say... Lamb noodle soup, <laughs> like with the upward inflection. You know? <laughs> and then she just points at a seat. I sit down, and then when the soup's ready, like because they have to, they have to pull the noodles. They they pull mm -hmm. the noodles like in front of you. Was it more of a rice noodle or was it an egg noodle? They were flat and they, they didn't have that yellow egg noodle. Again, I couldn't tell from the photo due to the lighting. Yeah, so okay. the, she's pulling it in front of you. It takes a few minutes for it to come out. It's served in a plastic bowl. You got to try the broth out before, oh, yeah, that's before soup adding condiments. Oh, that's soup etiquette 101. Yeah. If you throw in some right away, we're also probably not friends. So I was trying the broth. It's very creamy, almost like a tonkotsu. 
Mm. So, so it's it's cooked a, with bones for a long time. So it was yeah. not it was not translucent. No, 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 no. It was very creamy, but it was very light. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So, and I think that's just because it's sheep. It's sheep bones that they use mm. for the soup. There's two different types of noodle in it. They have the hand pulled noodle, but they also have like a clear like japchae type noodle. Okay. Like, I feel like in this case, I would have wanted the rice noodle. Uh, it, I mean, no, it's both in the soup. Oh, you get both. Oh. You get both. You don't best ask both, for it. It's just both worlds. It just comes like that. Uh, there's a tofu skin, which is like long strands of tofu skin. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like another noodle. Huge giant chunks of lamb, greens, like a bok choy situation. The broth is just so good. And then so halfway through, I like my shit spicy. I start adding the chili oil in it mm-hmm. uh, and add a little vinegar just to like give it a different flavor. These like, are the additions you decided to make after getting through some of the broth on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they do have white pepper at the table. So if yes. you're a fan of white pepper in your yes. soup, like, like dine peace. Like currently right now, sipping on uh, <laughs> some R&D that we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> some delicious pho broth. That's how you can change up your broth halfway. I highly recommend it. This was like kind of a spur of the moment thing. I was looking at the schedule. I didn't think I was going to make it out to Flushing. But after we separated from all the homies, I was the only one flying out of JFK. And I was like, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> I got time. And so, yeah, I made it to the Golden Mall out in Flushing. Uh, low key, if you are in Flushing, there's this dumpling spot called White Bear. Get the number six. <laughs> okay. So, like, do you feel like this is a stop for you always now? Oh, 1,000 percent. 1,000 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to hear. And and it's not a big spot, so you can't go with your whole crew, but bring a friend. Yeah. Bring a friend that can appreciate uh, noodles that doesn't care about, you know. All the fluff. All the yeah. fluff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about lamb and fluff. Okay. Never mind. What? <laughs> no, that was that was a reach for a joke that wasn't there. Let's, <laughs> let's proceed, please. Yeah. So uh, New York, it's kind of a swell town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't move there. Don't move there. No, just go oh, eat there. You don't move there. I don't know. I'm tempted, man. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, we could go visit. We could do. We could do these over the phone. <laughs> we'll get to that level so we we'll can catch in. No, yeah. we hang out quite a bit. If you move, who am I going to hang out with? Well, I mean, Movie Pass is already taking our popcorn time away. Oh, so. oh that man. is true. I also appreciate. I knew you were going to pick this as your third one. I love that you even omitted. Like, yeah, yeah I went to Peter Luger, but these noodles, though. These noodles. I though. mean, Peter Luger's was good. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I. But you know what? Here's the thing, it, and this is my stance on food in general. Food can be highbrow, lowbrow, but still, like, I've had the same satisfaction eating at really good restaurants. Restaurants than I have had a 3 a.m. drunk burrito, you know, and so when it comes to like that, like what what are food experiences, man? (laughs) It's what you make of it. It's what you make of it, you know. Yeah, Peter Luger's is dope though, and good Irish coffees, and they just serve their Irish coffees with a whole bowl of uh, whipped cream. Hmm. Oh, on the side. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. I'm a fan of Irish coffees. Oh, pretty good. Mm, Pretty good. Well, pretty good. All right. So we left that on a. Philosophical note. I feel like we have to end. Thank now. you. Thanks for being on, Flan. Yeah. Hey. Now he's gonna go back. For, thanks for I having me. I appreciate you being here. But actually, we might see you back in a little bit. Okay. Who knows when he'll come back? I. I you don't even know. know when he'll come back. <laughs> he it's not he like know. I produced the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nobody knows. It is now time for the juicy bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. A lot's happened since we've been gone. What do you got this week? So this first article is from Vibe. You know, everyone knows that Cardi B recently just had a child with Offset and she's been receiving tremendous gifts. Yeah. This is a very special gift, though. Would you say this might be the greatest of all besides the child itself? I guess. I mean, a lot of the things that she received has been pretty cool, but... This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. I would be super happy if I received this. Yeah, especially the way that she got it. All right, just (laughs) just tell me what it is. What did he... uh... (laughs) Chipotle supplied Cardi B with this beautiful... It looked almost like a Ramoa suitcase. It's filled with these... uh, like, it looks like a deck Coupons? of playing cards. Like Monopoly money? No, no, no. It looks like playing cards. But they look like dollar bills, though. Yeah, but they're shape of a card. Yeah, that's true. Maybe so they fit in your wallet. That looks big for a wallet, though. Lifetime supply of chips and guac. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the best part of Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> let's be real. I mean, we live in the Bay Area. We're spoiled with the greatest burritos in this. I mean, some of the greatest burritos you'll ever find. So Chipotle is always an afterthought. If Chipotle is your first thought, you're probably not our friend. So this is a pretty large suitcase with all these cards in there. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's actually going to go through them all, but it's not really it lifetime really, because you're going to run out of the cards. What is she going to do? <laughs> I just love her high G story screenshot. Just, oh my God. <laughs> 
of just her holding up some of these dollar coupon cards. It's not super clear, but there's a picture of a woman on there, but I'm not sure if it's her or not. That'd be kind of cool too. I know there's a band in front of the, the stack. Mm-hmm. But again, because we don't really eat Chipotle's other food, I do love their chips and guac. Actually, their chips are some of the best chips. I uh, appreciate the big, uh, they're like flakes of salt on the yeah. chips. I really do like that. And there's a little citrus hint, on yeah, there. Yeah, a little hint of lime or something. They're, mm-hmm. They are kind of good enough where I don't mind eating their tortilla chips by themselves. Absolutely not. Yeah, even though the star of, I think, this whole gestures the guac. How much is, do you know how much the chips and guac are now? No, I don't know. I haven't I have stepped no foot idea. in a long time. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat it if it's around off someone's, but I haven't like went in there myself to seek it. So we were just bestowed some information. <laughs> that uh, the reason why theirs is so addicting compared to other guacs. Um, so if you go to Chipotle's website, uh, there's a recipe for their guac, but what they don't tell you is that they lied. <laughs> or they, I think they just they, made an omission. There's an omission, but we're going to tell you. Yeah. Because we love you. We serve those, uh, those hot facts. <laughs> those juicy bits. This is a juicy ju- bit for the juicy bit. This is a juicier bit. bit. <laughs> a juicy bit within a juicy bit. So according to Chipotle's website, two ripe husk avocados, two teaspoons of lime juice, two tablespoons of cilantro chopped, quarter cup of red onion finely chopped, half jalapeno including seeds finely chopped, and a quarter teaspoon of kosher salt. It's not just lime juice. It's actually one teaspoon of lime juice and one teaspoon of lemon juice. They get it how they live it. (laughs) Wait, wait, wrong, wrong uh, rap diva. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't get lemons in Mexico. I want to try it. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. it does taste different than other guacs you get other places. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very tasty. But I guess going back to the start of this story, congrats to Cardi B and uh, Offset. And uh, congrats to all the chips and guac you're going to be getting. And girl, if we ever meet, give me some. Yeah. Give me some cards. Give, yeah, give me, give me a deck. Give me a deck. Give me a deck. <laughs> well, 52 cards in deck, that's one That's one serving a year. That's not bad. Because if I had, if you really had this, you know, you wouldn't get it every day. This would last for a while. No, that's ridiculous. And then it's like, you have to set foot into a Chipotle. Yeah. Or do you like, you order it and you give the Postmates card one? Like, here, here's the card. <laughs> here's your tip. Yeah. <laughs> get one for yourself. The internet is irrationally hyped about Panera's double bread bowl. And this so is, hype. This is from eater.com. Yo, speaking about uh, algorithms too, there's a Chipotle out on my thing because I just had the tab open from the last story. Oh gosh, the internet is so scary. Damn, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you watching me eat right now. Oh man. The crazy part is sometimes I'll look at stuff online on my phone yeah. and I go to my work and on my desktop. It's oh yeah, there. or even just in conversation, then it pops up on... But yeah, the conspiracies and the algorithms, that's for another <laughs> podcast. I just had to touch upon this ad being on my browser right now. <laughs> so yeah, what Panera Bread do? <laughs> There's a double bread bowl. I mean, that's that, insane. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Although we can't get it yet because it says it's only available right now in Philadelphia area locations. I live by a Panera Bread too. I've never stepped foot in it. Oh, really? Maybe I would for a double bread bowl. It says strip mall soup and sandwich chain Panera is gearing up to deploy an audacious new dish that's already making the internet go haywire. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I mean, you could probably imagine what it looks like. It's not a circular shape. It's more of like a cylindrical elongated shape. And people are saying it looks like a dog bowl thing. But what's wrong with that? Dogs eat really efficiently. I think most people in this generation have watched Mean Girls and the best picture (laughs) is of Regina George with the two cutouts of her wife beater tank. (laughs) And everyone else does it too because she's cool. Cool, yeah. (laughs) So are other soup chains going to do this now because Panera's cool? (laughs) They can all start doing double bread bowl, triple bread bowls. When would it stop? When would the madness stop? That's too much. I mean, also living here in the Bay Area, we have like people that flock to Boudin for like Mm -hmm. the clam chowder bread bowl. And never have I ever, can I say craved one but you know they're smart for this because it is pretty instagram friendly and we do live in an era where your food's got to look really cool absolutely i mean people are going nuts over it and i don't it doesn't seem like it's out yet maybe well it says an article in the philadelphia area stores the 5th through the 31st so it's out now i guess they're gonna see if it does well or not maybe they'll unveil it to more stores i feel like you could go into any store and ask for it that maybe the only reason why would be they don't bake the size baguette at the other stores. What I would be down for this is like, if I get like a soupy soup and then a, and a chowder <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, that's exactly so what I was thinking. get the best of both Two worlds. different consistencies. Yeah. So like a really, so like a thinner one and then like a thicker one. I feel like if I were a kid, the game would be like to eat under the bridge and kind of bridge the gap. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jordan. <laughs> Break the dam per se. <laughs> it doesn't show like, um, you know how usually like when you get a bowl or I don't know if you know, but a bowl from Boudin, they, it also gives you, the they center. give you the, the center. Uh-huh. In these pictures, it doesn't show the center. So what's, where's all, maybe they're turning to croutons? I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> I mean, 
Where, that, are, that'd where be smart. are they? Where are they? Yeah, I hope they unveil it. I would maybe step in a foot of, of a Panera to try it. I would be down just so I can try a soup and a chowder at the same yeah. time. <laughs> like I said, I just want to break the dam and see what's up with that. Damn, David. <laughs> so we got this from People. Costco takes on LaCroix. Costco just upped their sparkling water game. <laughs> with a cheaper sparkling water. Not by much cheaper. That's a lot cheaper. Okay, yeah, you're right. 33% says, is a lot. Yeah. The Kirkland brand ones basically look like the LaCroix ones. Well, the picture in the article, it shows the corresponding flavors right on top of each other. And they kind of use like the same Pantone color mm-hmm. for each of them. Except with that iconic Kirkland logo up top. <laughs> I kind of feel like that logo has some ironic clout now. You know, I'll fuck with it. Yeah. It's 33% cheaper. That's a great and, deal. And on the bottom, it lists, what's his name? The Costco connoisseur? Yeah, the Costco connoisseur. He should have like another one called like the Kirkland kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the 32 pack of the Kirkland signature will cost $7.49. Costco will still carry um, LaCroix. 24 cans for $7.99. But the connoisseur did note that the lime and lemon flavors taste exactly the same, but notice a slight difference with the grapefruit. For me, honestly, I just like fizzy water. Yeah, I think we've talked about before in the show, we, we're, we're big fans of Topo Chico. Actually, I'd probably buy it more if it was more commonly at the store. Yeah, for sure. For me, I just like the bubbles. I don't really care. So, I mean, flavors are important, yeah, but not Fon super before, important. The LaCroix flavor just sounds like someone's yelling the fruit flavor to you from another room. <laughs> it's grapefruit, grapefruit, grapefruit. <laughs> Oh my god. Or sorry, Pamplemousse. 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 <laughs> but there's also a line from Costco's private label. Like, what is this private label? Kirkland. Well, it consisted of flavors like black raspberry, orange mango, and kiwi strawberry. So are those the flavors they already had? And then now they're making these three, which those sound familiar that resemble LaCroix. more the LaCroix ones. Yeah, because LaCroix has those flavors too. But those are the highball ones, you know, the ones with like the taller cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like those... the Pepino one. Yeah, those are good too. I think I might have one, that one in my fridge right now. All my <laughs> LaCroix enthusiasts know what's up. I, I, every time I buy, I get a different flavor every time. You know, we've been to a good amount of like cookouts and stuff this summer. I haven't seen them pop up yet. So I wonder how recently they hit the shelves. I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to taste like, but I still want to see it in the wild. So if you've, if you've, if you've seen <laughs> those her wild had, barbecues, yeah, <laughs> some wild off-brand LaCroix popped up. If you guys have tried it or if you see it, let us know because I don't have a Costco card. I don't think Dime Peace does either. Yeah. The only reason why I go to Costco is to buy alcohol. Or now we can't anymore because Polish dogs are gone. Yeah. So now we but have I would no- never go there just for the Polish dog. I've done that before. <laughs> you, you crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> $1.50. That's and a good deal. We should, should we have a moment of silence for the Polish dog. We'll miss you, Polish dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's that time. What time it is? That controversial part of this podcast <laughs> calls Sauson on you. We pick three items and you got to pick one to never have again. We have Flan back. Yeah, we found out Flan came back. Hey, I'm back. Hey. hey. He never left, but he's back. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't have to explain the rules to you. I think you know the rules. Are you ready, though? I'm ready. Like spaghetti. Okay. In there like swimwear. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this week, we're going to do wing flavors. Oh. Yeah. Is this inspired by... uh... Our fake sponsor? Yes. Okay. We're overdue, though. We should go back. We are overdue. We were just talking about that yesterday. We haven't been to HWP in a minute. I mean, this is a Tuesday. Tomorrow's half off for lunch. Maybe I'll go for lunch. Lemon pepper. Okay. Salt and pepper. Okay. And garlic parm. Notice Ooh. I picked all dry flavors. Oh, yeah. Because I know Dime Peace is a fan of the dry flavors. Only. Yeah. Okay, so lemon pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. And garlic parm. All right. I know it's going to be tough for me. So garlic parm was my choice always, especially at Wingstop. If I do cross a Wingstop, I definitely still get the garlic parm. I don't know why I thought about Rick Ross for a little bit. <laughs> But now that I only eat wings from Halal Wings Plus. Only. Only. I don't. So yeah, last night at our CCMC meeting, we ended up getting Pizza Hut. The Hut. The Hut. And then we were like. Those are baked wings though, right? So then Patrick was like, well, what else can we get there? And then Jiggy was like, wings. And I'm like, I don't want wings from Pizza Hut. Well, just most pizza places mostly do baked wings. Yeah. They're good. Like Because they don't have a fryer. They make pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, you know, since I'm a frequent visitor of Halal Wings Plus, even like the few years of going there, um, my preference has changed as well. Salt and pepper has become my favorite, especially when Pedro, my boy, puts a lot of butter in it. Because <laughs> if you go back on my feed that day, I took a picture oh, with him. Oh, the vote for Pedro Day. That was 
the unicorn salt and pepper oh, yeah. we experienced. And chasing the dragon. Chasing the dragon. And, <laughs> and that was a very magical day. And I can't wait to repeat it. Mm. <laughs> um, so definitely salt and pepper staying. Lemon pepper I still really love. Unless, remember when we went that time for Hooters for the Tuesday special and they just put way too much lemon pepper. And we're like, yeah. I need a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of ruined it for me too. I think I'm going to get rid of garlic parm. Ooh. 35-year-old Anne Mary gets rid of garlic parm. At this time for like you. Like 25-year-old Anne Mary keeping garlic parm. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I must admit my decision is a little swayed. Like, due to our sponsor? No. no. Oh. <laughs> Not due to our sponsor, but Don Peace has a, had a good explanation. As a younger John, younger Flan... <laughs> I young think, flan, uh, that's your new name. <laughs> young, young flan. Young flan. Pushing my first mixtape, first mixtape, young flan. I like a dry garlic parm. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Sometimes it's a little too creamy. It's like they pre-ranched your wing. Mm-hmm. But if it's a dry garlic parm, I really like. And I don't think you can go wrong with it. It's an no. underrated flavor. For sure. Adds a different dimension to your wing. Salt and pepper wings, underrated. Criminally very, underrated. Very underrated. Because sometimes you don't need the zest. You don't need the citrus of the... You want wing and salt and pepper. I mean, especially with HWP. They, you know, the non-GMO organic wing. Their chicken is good. Yeah. On its own. It's very good. Yeah. And you just want the chicken on its own. Mm -hmm. That's why I got to let go of lemon pepper. I've never been a lemon pepper guy. I've always thought it was overrated. The ones at HWP are a top three flavor for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, where else do they have it? Wingstop? Yeah, miss me with that. Mm. I also think is an underrated flavor is standard hot buffalo. Mm. I know, I know. Dime piece isn't a fan. Of I wet just don't wings. like saucy wings because it's like so messy for me, mm-hmm. and oh, I like yeah. crispy. So that's why at Hooters I like the hot. Yeah, but I get them mild, and then with the hot on the side, so I can dip them only purely for the crispy texture. texture. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Back to salt and pepper wings. You're excluding Chinese salt and pepper wings. Oh yeah, the best. Which is the best. The best. It's weird for me. Like, the wing is great, but I actually look forward more to the produce when I get that style. Like, I look forward to the onions. Yeah, and the onions. That's almost more exciting for me. It's almost like when I have that kind, I don't want to take a bite unless I've piled my bite on with the produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, that's a different experience versus a traditional salt and pepper wing that you'd get in more of an American-based place. Chavin? All right. It looks like we have two differing ones so far. I actually have to keep garlic parm as well, partially because of um, sustainability. They usually, they douse it so much, um, it's always extra fry sauce. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> what if it's a dry garlic parm? You still get some rub you off. Get you, still, cr- you get crumbs. You'll still get runoff. You'll st- and There's usually runoff. it's hard to find a dry one, even at the sponsor's place. It's very gloppy in a good way, but very oily still. Yeah. But not in like a filling way. So that's why I don't mind not getting garlic fries when we go there because I always have extra fry sauce. I actually prefer the regular fries there. Fries at the sponsor is a different story because yeah. I do my own thing when I go there too. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate them at the table so I can pick at them, but I yeah, yeah. like the regular fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for that reason, I like to keep them because um, even a bad one I still really enjoy. Next, I'll get to um, lemon pepper. Again, if we're talking in terms of the sponsor... Their spicy lemon pepper kind of put in a whole new level for me. Oh, like, yeah. I think all of us, that's our number one flavor there. Yeah. I know we shouldn't really classify that with this conversation because they have regular lemon pepper there too. That's actually not, because remember they fucked up before and Pedro had to rectify it because I was ordering spicy lemon pepper and it's not, it's just spicy lemon. Mm. I think at that point when it's competing with those many other flavors though, it overshadows. So you're but not But we even always sure thought it was not. spicy lemon pepper. It's mm. actually just spicy lemon. Oh, okay. Because I also mistakenly ordered chili lime one time. Yes. And that's a whole different wing. It's a wet wing. The wet wing, yeah. But back to normal lemon pepper. It's usually my go-to besides garlic parm. Because again, I don't really get it at the sponsor's place because we get our other flavors. But when I go anywhere else, it's usually a go-to because even if it's overly seasoned, because it's a dry wing, I'll just dust off whatever I don't want to do. And I just love that zing. So because of that, I actually have to drop salt and pepper. Man. Man. I only get it at usually at the sponsor place or like at a Santong or if we're talking about, again, like the Chinese style. But it's really those are the only two exceptions. I don't really care for it anywhere else just because the other flavors that are with it are more enticing. You're excluding salt and pepper fish fillet, salt and pepper pork chop. Yeah, man. Salt and pepper pork chop is hey, a we did. We said wing flavor this time. <laughs> right. We said wing flavor. I, I clearly said that in the beginning of this uh, prompt. See, yeah, here's the thing. Salt and pepper only makes sense if you're getting multiple flavor of wings. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to 
to go out of your way just to get salt and pepper. It's like a breath of fresh air from the other ones. Exactly. Yeah. Because if it were up to those three, maybe I would do a garlic parm and a salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, a lot of times salt and pepper is your only dry option. Sometimes there's a liquidy Mm -hmm. lemon pepper. And like Diane P said, it's such a blank canvas that it's easy to dress up later with, with additional sauces from the other wings that ran off. Yeah. With another sauce. But because of that, it's pretty plain to me. I don't go for it when I'm elsewhere besides what I just mentioned. Yeah. I'll order the other two way more often when I go to other wing places besides what we just mentioned. So because of that, I have to drop salt and pepper. And you guys know, like, I I typically don't add, like, sauces to my food because I like my food the way it was prepared. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I never add hot sauce to my food. If anything, I'm adding maybe chili oil just to make it spicier. But as far as changing the actual flavor profile, like, I, I don't do that with any of my food. Yeah. I'm usually into that. I like like it the way it was prepared. I have a short attention span. I usually like dressing it halfway through because it gives me new experience. But that's my angle of approaching it, too. Well, that's the thing about salt and pepper is like you get the sauces from the other wings on the side. Again, yeah, the runoff. Again, when I'm eating wings, I'm all... Not even runoff, but just be like, hey, can I get a buffalo on the side? Sure. But sometimes you get enough of the runoff that for me it suffices and I'm like, oh, I'm just rather be sustainable and get this here. You know, I I wouldn't even order the salt and pepper by itself. If you go to HWP? HWP, for sure. I'm going to get spicy lemon if I go... If I were to just get one flavor when I go there, that's what I'm getting. There's been more times of just salt and pepper being really good yeah. over the spicy lemon for me. You're chasing that dragon. <laughs> That's I what know. it is. <laughs> oh, Pedro, make it for me again. Make it for me again. You get that high, you get one taste of that high, you just keep chasing. And I just want to get chasing, high on that supply. <laughs> chasing. You push a man. That was really good. Yeah. That but was again, magic. because that flavor doesn't get me excited elsewhere besides mm-hmm. there, that's why I have to drop it. And this was a good one. Pretty solid one. Yeah. Good job, Chavid. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I'll pat myself on the back for that while I spin my (laughs) fidget spinner. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think. We usually put the graphic out uh, a couple days after the show comes out. And uh, let us know which flavor you're getting rid of or keeping. And if you haven't been to HWP yet and you want to go, let us know. Because we haven't been in a while. Yeah, we're we're kind of overdue. Maybe this week. Yeah. We're overdue. Not this week. Next week. We're busy. Oh, yeah. We're very very busy this week. I was thinking about it. I might go tomorrow for lunch, but I don't know if I want to do that to myself yet. Thanks, Flan. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, welcome home. We missed you. Till I I pack my bags for New York. Oh, man. Oh, do you want to plug anything? Like opening set? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Wow. You can follow me on... Instagram, Stank Palmer, Twitter. Although Stank he deletes Palmer. it sometimes, so he might not check it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I do delete Instagram. I'm trying to during do you the week. delete it or deactivate it. I just delete the yeah, whole. You know, deactivating oh, really? is a whole other yeah. thing because then you got to start over with your account. You lose your followers. No, yeah. I think just not to have the distractions on your yeah, yeah, notifications. Yeah. It's it's a preventative measure, so I don't get too caught up in it. So if it doesn't follow you back right away, just wait. Uh, you can listen to the pods opening sets with DJ King Most. You can listen to this pod. Sit down, be hungry. Conversating with PatrickAguilar.com. Good. Company Radio. Baby. Baby. The homies up in Sacramento. You can come to Cuffin, Sacramento. Cuffin, San Francisco. You can Yay. come to the post tents at the social study. You can oh, come and cheat day. This is going to become a long bit in such and a good way. At First Friday. <laughs> and then Cold Cuts are new monthly. Cold Cuts at the Knockout. Junior. Junior. And oh, the, the new knockout. Cold Cuts dance, dance party. I went ahead of myself. At the Knockout. I got ahead of myself. You, maybe you'll see me at Ginger's. Maybe you'll see me at Swing. You see him sometimes at the layover. Sometimes at the layover for full circle with DJ Drew Bach. Dead shit. Dead shit. I also make music in DeLorean. <laughs> a good kid, good dad. dad city. By the way, if you haven't heard of DeLorean, listen to this. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thanks, John. Flan. See, see you on the other side of the laptop. Szechuan. Chicharron. <laughs> 
Well, this wraps up our show. Uh, thank you so much for all the love and support. And thank you for rocking with us. Yeah, episode we're, 22. We're sorry we are gone for a minute, but we're glad to be all back. All good. All good. Follow us on IG, Sit Down, Be Hungry. Check out our website, sitdownbehungry.club. Club. Club. still like saying club. Uh, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit like and subscribe. Yes. Dime piece, what you got coming up? I mean, you guys all know that like I have a normal job and then <laughs> and then I have many hats that I wear. But I've been practicing with some infusions at home. If you don't already follow her, her name is Suze Weed on IG. Her blog actually has helped me a lot with doing these infusions at home. And using a method that I feel comfortable with, I, I use my sous vide. Um, shout out to Anova. And uh, I made some infused olive oil and coconut oil. And the reason why I'm doing all of this is because I'm going to host my first Canamese brunch that's what's happening it, so in a what's couple... It, what's it called? It's called Hi Enjoy. Like waving. Like, like hi. Hi. <laughs> if you don't already follow my food exploits page, <laughs> it's called uh, Enjoy Bep, A-N-C-H-O-I-B-E-P. So yeah, I'm experimenting and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And um, I still have tickets available, so... Go get some. It's a good slide deal. through my DMs now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The venue's really great. I can say that, too. The venue's going to be really dope. It is a secret. I'm not going to announce it until closer to the date and only to the people that are attending. Probably won't be exploding with chicks. Maybe or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe explosion of (laughs) chicks. Explosion of chicks. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Sorry. It's just our inside jokes. (laughs) Nothing but our inside jokes. Did you just say butter? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, we did at some point during the show. Other than that, um, I'll get more into it next show as well, too. But uh, our street night market is back. The first one was a huge success. I was very full. I ate some really exciting things. We heard your request for more space. So it's going to be twice as big this time. Yes. And uh, I'm sad I'm going to miss out again, but it'll still be back. I'll I'll make it one of these days. I'll still be there. Also, before I forget, there's a couple things this month. There's a lot of things going on. So many things. So many things. Um, I'm going to Asia next month. And so doing a bunch of pop-ups and probably when I come back, but I'm doing one with uh, past guest Juggy. Oh, the dude. The dude. The duty is dude. It's happening August 25th at Triple Voodoo. <laughs> we just shot a promo for it, so super excited to share that. His and last one was really delicious too, by the way, last, very delicious. last Saturday. I, I actually never had Okoy before, so I'm curious to try it at another place, maybe just to have a comparison. Okay. But you know, I like fried things. I like crispy things. <laughs> And also on August 31st, I'm partnering up with new friend of mine, uh, Michelle Meng. Oh, um, I was excited about this one. Yeah, so it's going to go down on the 31st. It's going to be the closing of But Where Are We Really From Gallery. That's in North Beach in my hood. And so I, I will post more about that later on. I don't cook as much as Dime Piece, so just see me there eating it. <laughs> you could come hang out. Yeah, or uh, I might have coming up. I might go back to Chef E's. So maybe slide through my DMs again if you want to do that. <laughs> no, slide through my DMs. Slide through both of our DMs <laughs> if you want to get if you want to eat really well. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Later. Slide through my DMs, please. <laughs> We're back, bitches. <laughs>